I mean, I am technically like a professional sports commentator, professional sports analyst. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, which is I think part of the reason it is so funny having you as a guest. <laughs> <right now>. yeah. <laughs> Like if you that yeah, <laughs> it's like here's real sports commentator Austin, and we're two assholes with a microphone. <laughs> I think that that would actually be a good running gag for the show. Is like we bring in yeah, like, like professional people. broadcast people, yeah, and then just shit all over it the. It feels like it's becoming. I don't. It's not nearly as extreme, but like the podcast version of Eric Andre. I was actually just that today on the drive home from work and all the things we can do to Austin. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. It it yeah, I'm. I am. <laughs> you really are like the guinea pig this time. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me and uh, all, all that stuff you're supposed to say at the beginning of a podcast. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yes. As, also that. Um, by the way, Josiah, I don't know that we've ever been like actually. No. Hi, I'm Austin. I hey. am Jared's best friend. Um, okay, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You're both gonna fight for my affection through this. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I, I think about like five years ago, I could have vied for the title of Jared's best friend, but I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I have put enough effort into the relationship <laughs> to properly claim like that number one spot. To be fair, that's where I'm at with all of my friends. What you got you gotta do is like spend two years saying you're gonna start a podcast <laughs> and then never doing it. And that that you know, that runs thicker than the blood, you know. Yeah, I hate to break <laughs> you guys, but like all of my friends are tied for fifth place. <laughs> okay, so it's me, Josiah. Um the one that's famous. Seth Beer. <laughs> Seth Beer is actually my best friend. Seth he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Seth Beer is almost certainly getting brought up, and I'm going to have to look up his stats. Yeah. <laughs> so what I want you guys to know that I'm slowly opening up a bunch of tabs of like actual sites that I use for fantasy analysis and like baseball analysis. I feel okay. like that that that's that is pretty entertaining. Like I've got a whole list of like bookmarks that i use whether it be fan graphs um picture lists tgfbi roster resource all that kind of stuff i will say like it's to counter that and say like how i'm professional too is i have at least five wikipedia tabs open so like we're basically on the same and see, I, opened up wikipedia. I, I opened up wikipedia because i was like yeah i want to you know have the same kind of uh, like sources that these guys are using, then I realized no, you don't. Fucking dumb. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what I'm talking about. I forgot about that. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> know that we're talking, and that's about it. <clears throat> I just remember Seth Beer got traded to the Diamond Packs this last year. That did oh, happen. very cool. So now instead of playing in Houston, he's going to play in um, Phoenix. Arizona. All right. So where do we uh, tie this in with? Uh, the slave trade. What? I'm I'm sorry. We're trading humans like playing cards here. Yes. Oh, that is yeah. what we're doing. This is comparable. It, okay. Um I will say as no, as a liberal, I, I, as a liberal arts person, I've seen uh papers that do have this amount of justification <laughs> before. <laughs> Definitely interesting. Because as someone who also <clears throat> has a <clears throat> liberal arts degree, um, oh, yeah. all, of us, all of us have liberal Fuck arts yeah. degrees. 
You know who else has a liberal arts degree? Ronald Reagan. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's not defending your point. <laughs> no, it's not. That actually hurts your credibility yeah, you quite do. a bit. It certainly does. And mine, but... by extension. <laughs> by extension, yours. So. <laughs> also, I like how uh, like our names in Discord here. It's Austin Bristow II, Josiah W. Sutton. Fluffy yellow socks. <laughs> <laughs> I made my Steam account when I was like 12, okay? You can change um, the, the words. Jerry. I don't want to. I think my Steam account is good. I like and, it. And then there's Craig. Yeah, yeah Craig. Our Lord and Savior. What is Craig's? He's our sound guy. Yeah, but what is his profile picture? It's a bear with a microphone? Yeah. That's actually a penis. <laughs> a really Freudian read on it, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, he looks like my dad. <laughs> i've met your dad and honestly you're not wrong oh god <laughs> what is it with the Fro like the freudian read but for someone else's parents a freudian read for someone else's parents what do you mean never never mind oh you're making a joke i'm sorry i was like i've read freud i can help I know. I, I have a bachelor's in psychology. I ah. should I should be able to help, but I won't. I haven't <laughs> used it. I've read selections. Yeah, I've I definitely at one point told my professor I read it. So. <laughs> that was I got thrown in like uh, a Steam or sorry a, a Discord uh, reading group for Lovecraft. And oh. what I told them was I was like, you know, I will join, but I'm going to treat this like I do most classes, which is I'm going to probably read a couple pages of the reading and then show up to the voice call really hungover. I was <laughs> like, that's going to be my game. So, Yeah, that sounds like the entirety <laughs> of college. I took college less seriously than I should have. I was going to say seriously as a joke, and then I realized that's not a good joke. I'm going to grab another drink. And I mean, I feel like we're kind of starting. If this feels like we're yeah. starting. I'm going to grab, I mean, Austin, you've listened to the show. Oh, let, let me grab, we'll grab our drinks and then we'll yeah. just do a quick rundown and then we'll start. Yeah. Nope. <clears throat> Legal Very Cool is brought to you by certain mattresses because one mattress ad is not enough. Certain mattresses, they're rectangular generally soft and they are a thing you are able to sleep on i'm so i'm so happy you're doing a bit from last time <laughs> um yeah maybe you just, you just, yeah you just pull the you okay all right, all right you know what i'm ready to do this we'll just yeah. let's let's do let's get the intro music going here uh jared uh, introduce the show real quick Welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, a podcast about fantasy baseball and the people who fantasize about it. Yeah, that's good. I like that oh, one. Good stuff. Thanks. Okay. Austin, that's you. Oh, wait. Yeah. That, hi. Um, <laughs> I fantasy baseball's fun. This is funny having somebody on the show who actually has a reputation we could ruin. Yeah, it's the, that's the only thing is like boss it probably won't be thrilled when this comes out but i but like he's not going to be actually mad well i mean because we were talking about um the fact that the first episode i encouraged people to loot hobby lobby 
You um, did. <laughs> whether or not we could get sued for that. And my thought process is it would at the most get a cease and desist because like uh, we have like 10 listeners. So if your boss is pissed, he can just know we have 10 Nobody listeners. Nobody actually heard yeah. it, right? <laughs> exactly. But that is one thing that I was thinking about because like when you, po- when you shared the screenshot from it, I saw a bunch of like your baseball buddies uh, yep. liked it. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm just very fascinated by the the mixing of the worlds here. It's going to be interesting because I know for a fact that some of the guys, some of the, like the pitcher list writers and supporters are going to listen to just this episode. They yes. will never listen to another episode of your podcast ever. But yeah, they're a fantasy are, baseball podcast. Why would they not? Uh, who's to say? Um, be, but because I'm here, they will listen. Also, I want you guys to know that mm-hmm. it is a regular running gag on the picture list site that I ba- I sound like I should be on NPR. So yeah, I heard that in the podcast. That's good. Said. There you go. Yeah, Nick Nick did mention that. Yeah, and I, you know, on that note, I feel like this show belongs on NPR. So <laughs> you know, you're wrong, but I feel um, like NPR would be a better platform with this show on it. I, I, let's go ahead and officially introduce Austin because I probably edited in most of these bits at this point. So we're probably like 20 minutes into the end. <laughs> we're excited today to announce our first guest at Very Legal, Very <clears throat> Cool, coming from a podcast that has roughly 1,000 times more followers than ours, is Austin Bristow II of Pitcher List and also my friend from college. Austin, hey, tell us about yeah. yourself. Hi, I am Jared's friend from college. We we lived together for a year, and uh, I have seen Jared mostly naked. Um, <laughs> uh, other things about myself: I I went to college with Jared. I am I like like it's I said I write trade, isn't it? exactly. That's all you all you really need to know. But no, I I do I write for um, uh, Picture List. And you can find us at pitchlist.com. Um, and I am a staff manager over there as well. I've been been over there since uh, 2017. So you could say I'm an old hat. So we were talking, I don't know if it made it in before, but um, it's, it is a little funny that on this podcast, I am like actually a semi-professional baseball analyst. <laughs> and I'm just going to kind of talk a, talk baseball at the two of you, so that should be fun. <laughs> hey, because we that don't know much about it. Hey, Austin, uh, I got a question for you. Yeah, go. Um, yeah, so you, uh, you're kind of one of the first people to kind of like review our show on Twitter. Um, you know, and you wrote, I just finished the ep- first episode. It was okay. And then I think it was today, you know, you posted, I'm honored to be the first guest of the only legal podcast on the internet. I can't say it will be good, but something will be recorded and probably published for you to listen. So my question is, why don't you believe in us? Uh, it's not that I don't believe in you. It's that you don't believe in you. Oh, that this took a can more wholesome yeah, turn than I thought. <laughs> so I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to really lift yourself up here. Oh. No. No. Okay, well then, well then, Jared, you lift Josiah. Josiah, you lift Jared, and we'll see if we can come up with some weird 
glitch like, in the physics program. A beautiful Trinitarian type system. Exactly. It'll yeah. be great. I'm excited to see it. Let's see. Jared, do you want to read another one of the questions we got? So have you ever heard of podcasting? <laughs> I have. Um, I've ho I host a podcast on Picture List. It's called On the List. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So just kind of a follow up. Why weren't you more creative with the name? Um, I didn't come up with the name. The it was the third podcast that the Pitcher List started uh, producing. The first is on the corner where the we where we talk about uh, pitching specifically. The second is on the barrel where they talk about hitting specifically. And so now all of our podcasts are on the something. So mine was on the <laughs> list because I interview uh, staff writers so that our listeners and readers can get to know them a little bit more. So it's like um, a meta podcast, a podcast uh, about the other podcasts within the it podcast. Is literally a meta podcast. Like it's 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 got it's basically just for folks who are really into picture list and want to get mm. to know mm. the writers and stuff like that more. I, I got a follow-up question. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's it like being a fucking nerd for money? Um, it is a good time. Um, you know, baseball is the nerdiest sport. End of statement. Um, because it's so numbers-based that, uh, like, anyone who is more than a casual fan is like you think of a football fan or a hockey fan they're like these college bros who are having a good time drinking a few brews and uh going to the game and they might get to fight out in the parking lot afterwards you know it might be yeah, yeah. things where baseball and especially fantasy baseball um is a bunch of guys who look at a lot of statistics and predictive statistics and things like that and algorithms uh, on, on how to, how you might figure out who is going to uh, pitch the best on this specific day so that you can drop one guy to pick him up so you're streaming to get the best thing here and we really are just a bunch of math nerds that it, it, are really uh, for one reason or another obsessed with throwing the ball 66 feet yeah, I mean, actually, that makes it sound more appealing than I think most of my like image of baseball in my head. Oh yeah, baseball, yeah. baseball fans in general are pretty chill, and except well, for yeah. fans. Like with anything, <laughs> once you introduce spreadsheets, it, it gets way more cool. So. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Thank like, you. So, I want to. I want to know like the Venn diagram of people that are really into D and D and people that are really into baseball. Because I funny, think funny you should. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because one of the things that I've been doing recently with Pitcher List is we literally started a baseball-themed Dungeons & Dragons game that we have been oh, streaming shit. on Periscope and Twitch. It is myself, Nick, uh, Daniel Port, and John Metzelar. Uh, and we, we're on there. It's we basically just play regular Dungeons and Dragons, but all of our characters are based on real like MLB players and personalities. And we're trying all the cities are based on different uh, MLB teams, stuff like that. But yeah, so what we've what we've learned through this is the overlap is much smaller than you would think. The uh, <laughs> so the draw for it 
is not uh, large, but we have a lot of fun with it. And we're going to keep doing it because we're having yeah. fun. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the mindset behind this podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so based on your answer there, follow up question. We know Jesus was crucified, but we don't know where. <laughs> Do you care to comment? Well, sorry. Uh, I I don't think I caught the actual. We know Jesus was crucified. Then what? Because all I heard but after that was Josiah choking on his beverage. <laughs> 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 we know that Jesus was crucified, but we don't know where. Do you care to comment? I don't. Why? Why don't I? Do you have something to hide? Uh, I I may not have something to hide, but I will say that the Major League Baseball team based out of Anaheim, California is uh, called the Angels. And you may think that's a you may think of coincidence. We'll leave it at that. Sorry, that was a that was a quote from the Roswell episode that we forgot to mention, and we're trying to find an excuse to bring it up. So um, I thought, though, as we were talking, I was like, Jared's not going to drop that question. Like, it doesn't seem like it's fitting the tone, and so that was why I was joking so hard. It, I didn't, I did not expect him to ask it. I, I surely did not as well, and it's a good thing that I didn't have anything in my mouth at the moment. By the way, uh, Jared, what are you drinking? Oh yeah, hey, drinking, man, he knows our bits better than we do. God hey, what the hell? It. Well, technically, hey, we still had. I'm your number one fan. It's what I do. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Well, I'm drinking a shock top. Always, and good. that's about it. It's nothing. I've I've had the most boring drinks for this entire podcast, and uh, I'm sorry, but I'm also cheap. So I have been too, but it's just because of like diet shit right now. So um, I'm drinking a mango Corona hard seltzer. So you brought that up, and it just. It it made me so sad for you. Yeah. It's actually not as bad as it sounds, though, once you kind of get adjusted to it. Like, occasionally I'll be like, man, I really want some bread. But on the whole, like, meat and vegetables is not a bad dinner. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I didn't. I don't I don't mean the diet. I mean, yeah. the fact that you were drinking a Corona seltzer made me feel bad for you. Oh, yeah. Well, I, also, like it. I like it better than the first episode. That. Both of you were drinking Corona, and I'm not sure. I thought that was a bit at first, I didn't think that was true. I thought no, you know, it's just you know, the sad reality of our lives. <laughs> anyway, I'm drinking the uh, champagne of beers. Thanks for asking. And that, nice. that is for, it, for the Miller High Life. Thank you very of much. Course, yeah, yes. The, the best beer ever created. So that's that's more of a special I, occasion beer. So <laughs> I don't break it off that often anymore. I, this for me, that was a special. This is a special occasion. I mean, oh, I am nice. on the only legal podcast. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's the only podcast on the internet. That's our official tagline. Well, I I like we did do only legal podcasts at one we point did. too. We did. Which we I do did. like that because that means that like Austin's the equivalent of like a moonshiner that we brought into a real legal distillery, mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to all of the other illegal podcasts out there, mm -hmm. such as Pitcher List. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And that other podcast that won't return our goddamn calls. <laughs> I liked your your thing about uh, podcast flirting. That was good. Yeah, was yeah, cool. yeah. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get idle, idle curiosities on it. We're gonna maybe get Seth. I think next week. We'll see. He's supposed yeah. to be guest number two, but we'll see if yeah. he. Uh, he's he's. If he I, I thought we had it sealed, and then he's like, "Okay, I just listened to the podcast, so I am in." And I was like, "Oh, I thought you were already in." So. <laughs> like first off rude 
but also we would like him on the show. He's a nice guy. No, he's and if you haven't heard his show, Idle Curiosities won't return our goddamn calls. (laughs) (laughs) Idle Curiosities, please be our friend. (laughs) And whereas after listening to the first episode, I texted Jerry and was like, if you ever want a guest, I'm available. Yeah, that rules. Your word. You had nothing going on tonight, and here you are. Here I am. So yeah, baseball, am I right? Baseball, yeah. So actually, I'll, let's go ahead and get into the topic. Um, I'm going to give some uh, background for those of the listeners who probably don't know a lot about this subject. So I'm going to read just quick, like, a excerpt from Wikipedia. Baseball is a bat and ball game played between two opposing teams. I can't even do my own bit. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> But yeah, we're talking about baseball because it's basically the only thing that I can be considered an expert on. I I am not well versed in many things in life except for this. So when Jared said, yeah, you can come on, I responded, I assume we'll be talking about baseball. And he was like, I mean, what else will we talk about? <laughs> yeah, you do. So that's why we've gone from conspiracy theories to a mass-produced sport. Yeah, I think the Venn diagram, though, I don't know why I'm so into Venn diagrams this episode, but there's, like, some overlap here, because, I mean, I'm not into baseball, but the juice ball theory does seem pretty interesting to me, so this is... Right, because we're still getting our conspiracy fix, and more the conspiracy, just the uh, weird internet things that we find on Wikipedia, (laughs) those little rabbit trails... Yeah, and we're finding that in baseball, which is cool. So the the theme for today's episode is the juice ball theory. And Austin, we'll let you take it away since, you know, you know things. Sure, no doubt. Um, so in 2017, um, there had been for a couple years a pretty large spike in offensive production across Major League Baseball. A lot more home runs were being hit. Um, and through technology, we know that balls were being hit further in general. And in June of 17, a guy named Ben Lindbergh uh, posted a piece on the ringer.com um, that started basically the juiced ball thing. Actually, no, this is his this 17 one was his repeat. So I, I th- want to say this was actually 16. Um, but Ben Lindbergh was the one to break the story. And essentially what the juice ball theory slash it almost certainly did happen is basically Major League Baseball has one specific type and set of um, of specifications for every ball that is used in the games. In 2016, those modifications, those specifications were almost guaranteed to be, though the league will never say that they did, knowingly changed so that there would be more offensive production in baseball so that there would be better ratings. Because as a baseball fan in the 90s would tell you, chicks dig the long ball. So... More home runs equals more fans equals more money. 
and they just kind of did it without telling anybody. And then everyone was really confused for a while and pitchers were starting to get upset. And then this came out and it went wild. But okay. this, isn't, this isn't even the first time that this, yeah. this surfaced, right? This is the first time it, it was substantiated, but, um, but, but wasn't this brought up in the nineties and early two thousands as well? Um, it was the, the increase in offense was less of a th- less related to the ball at the time and more. And this is pretty much certain at this point as well. That was pretty much uh, steroids and other performance enhancing drugs at the time, which cool. guys like, you know, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, those kinds of guys mm. are the ones who at least we know about quote unquote know about because there are legally I don't think we officially know that Barry Bonds did steroids. Mm-hmm. But um, I, Austin Bristow the second, wholeheartedly believe that Barry Bonds took steroids. I, I really like you're getting into the tradition of this podcast of just doing libel. That's that you know, I figured this isn't gonna be published on Pitcher List. So I, I think I really won't be the one that gets the legal repercussions. It'll just be you guys that have to deal with that. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. I, well, I, I, you're, the one, I, you're the one that's, that's publishing this. So, yeah, no, that is true. But I do like the idea of being dragged into court for libel. And I'll be like, I don't even know what baseball like is. I don't I know how I libeled. Today. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, supposed to be satirical. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We got to pull an info wars. Yeah. This oh, is all satire. It's just a prank, bro. It's bro. What you... It's just a prank. This is almost <laughs> certainly satire. <laughs> so what I think is kind of interesting about the fact that it was like, you know, so the, the theory was around like the nineties and two thousands. Um, and then it was pretty much obviously steroids. Is that like, okay, so the conspiracy theory kind of falls apart because it was just steroids. It's not like, you know, rigging the balls in any way, but then sure it actually is happening now. And I just find that fascinating that the conspiracy was wrong a couple decades ago. And now the conspiracy might be legit. Yeah. And That's I mean, exactly as they described it back then. It's, it's crazy. Cause like, um, different independent studies have been done that have tested the weight of the balls, the bounciness of the balls, the, the height of the seams on the balls and how that will affect drag and stuff like that. If you ask Major League Baseball, they've done like two or three official investigations themselves on the topic. And Mm. the only thing they've said is there are there is a range that like seam height, density, stuff like that must Mm -hmm. fall within. And every time they've said it has fallen within that range. However, most of the independent studies have been like the seam height is notably lower. and there, there's a bit more bounciness, and there's a better word for that, but bounciness. It hop, it, it flies off the bat harder than mm. it did in like 2012. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and is it, wasn't it, one of the anecdotal pieces of evidence too that baseball players were complaining of getting blisters on their hands for you know the first time in their whole careers. Um, but they suspect it was because of the tighter baseball. 
if I remember right, it was something along the lines of, and you guys have actually like done research and looked this stuff up because you didn't know. And now I'm just spouting stuff off the top of my head. Um, I I want to say that it was the baseballs were actually slicker. And mm. so like, for example, there was a pitcher, a starter who I should remember, but can't who is it Johnny Kudo? No, uh, but yeah, that's the only one he, I know. He had, um, <laughs> he, he, he relied a lot on his slider to be effective and to get outs. And because he couldn't get as good of a grip on the ball, his slider would spin less, therefore move less and be a worse pitch. And so he got really blown up. Um, and a lot, he had a lot worse results and he basically came out and said, I can't grip the ball. This is, this is not what I've been using for all the rest of my career. This is a, this is a different ball than what I've had. Huh? And I've got to find it now. So you guys say something and I'll see if I can find it. (laughs) Well, to quote Terry, there's no question that the balls are harder. (laughs) Terry Collins, uh, Probably did say that. That sounds like something he would say. <laughs> well, That's... as happened with steroids, um, in 2016, the balls became slightly smaller. <laughs> I cannot with lower seams. I'm. I'm causing this is legitimately the first time I'm hearing that joke, and I, I feel like that joke should have been made That's way sooner. I was like the half. I started. I burst out laughing at the the Wikipedia article. Juicy balls, like <laughs> this is great. It's juiced balls, Josiah. Sorry. Oh, You're sorry. making up juicy balls. No, because that's because you that you wrote that in our notes. Okay. That's why well, it's yeah, here. But, <laughs> but the yeah, famous it's... juicy balls theory in baseball. <laughs> but no, it really. This has been from like I want to say. 2016 to now it's been a pretty prevalent story and the Mm. biggest like scandal up until about a year ago when it was completely eclipsed by a bigger cheating scandal nice really so let's talk about that now (laughs) so real quick just google the houston astros cheating scandal and you'll get a bunch of stuff it's in wait isn't Houston Astros where your friend plays, Jared? So uh, maybe. It used to be. So uh, oh, okay. for for those of you who actually know baseball, um, that's like none of our listeners, by the way. Right, but it, but I figure some of my friends might come over and like actually listen. You so, don't belong here. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, so Jared was actually good friends with former Astros and now um, just recently traded to the Diamondbacks prospect Seth Beer, who, when he signed, received a $2.25 million signing bonus. So Jared's going to rekindle that friendship. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're just going to, like, show up at his mansion with flowers. (laughs) Oh, jeez. He's actually. He, I bet he's free because the the uh, minor league baseball season's got just got canceled, so he's not doing anything. Well, Fuck. I mean, you could say we're still pretty close. He does follow me on Instagram, Ooh, so and we are Facebook friends, so <laughs> we're like, you know, you can't see it, but I'm I'm like crossing my fingers like this. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, 
the uh, whole Astros scandal here. In in 2019, it was it was found out and published that the Houston Astros uh, had been using video cameras and stuff like that to steal signs. Um, so basically, there. For those of you uh, who may be listening or on this podcast that don't know what that means in baseball terms. Um, yeah, I loaded up the uh, Wikipedia page for sign stealing. <laughs> so basically, okay, so this is, this is actually going to clarify a lot for me because I did read about this, but I was like, what the what fucking signs are they? How do you electronically steal so, a sign? So this basically what this means, Jared, that, yeah. um, the catcher will put down a a certain number of fingers or touch his touch his knees in a certain order and that is the sign to the pitcher on what pitch he ought to throw next whether it be fastball curveball etc so with the center field camera um access that the astros had they were able to work out the signs that opposing catchers were giving and they would be able to know, okay, they're about to throw a fastball. So then from the dugout, the players would bang on a trash can or other things like that so that the hitter at bat would know a fastball's coming and be way more likely to hit it. Oh, shit. So so my understanding, though, is that the issue was not necessarily that they were stealing signs, but they were that they were using technology. Correct, to because steal sign signs. stealing it has been a part of the game since the 1800s. But the difference mm-hmm. is, usually, sign stealing is if you if there's a runner on second base who is literally looking, if they're looking at the pitcher, they're gonna see the catcher as well because they're in in direct line of con- eyesight there. The issue is I believe you that once you add a level of technology to that, and there has been smaller stuff with like an Apple Watch here and there that you you can't have that kind of weird technological advantage in game that had already been mm-hmm. set in stone prior to this. So once this came to light, it was a big deal because this purportedly happened mainly in 2017 and it was so successful that the Astros won the World Series in 2000. Holy oh, <laughs> or they they won it in 18 I, I believe if I'm, I'm trying to remember correctly yeah they won it in 18 mm-hmm. um this it was happening specifically in like 1718 so now people are questioning whether they deserve their World Series rings should there be an asterisk on that World Series title? Oh. Stuff like that. And then it comes out that it wasn't just the Astros who were basically doing this. The Red Sox are probably, I think it's still under investigation, but it seems like they probably were doing it as well, or at least something very similar. Oh and just a couple weeks ago, it came out that Hey, wait a second. The Yankees might have also been cheating, but I think it was a different type of cheating. So it's like we're just gonna say So it's like doping. It's yeah, it's it's kind of like it. It's and a lot of players have said everyone is cheating in some way, whether it be, you know, putting 
pine tar on your hand as a pitcher so you can get a better grip on the ball or or things like things like that it's just a matter of what you can get away with and what the umpires mm. and the league won't notice however well i mean it's kind of like right yeah well i was i was going to mention cuz you were asking like about the or you mentioning the like the whether or not to put an asterisk yeah. next to the um, asterisk winning i was also going to say you you mentioned earlier about um Similar thing going on with Hall of Famers and steroids. Yeah, how like Barry Bonds and guys uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, you should talk about that a bit. On that, would you, would you consider this a form of technology doping? I mean, it's basically what it is. It's it is a you're using an outside advantage to the outside of just your natural skill to get ahead and have something over your opponents like it you may not be like actively injecting steroids or other substances into your own body but you are taking part in a plan and an ongoing thing this apparently happened for over a year uh, with multiple like not just players but like staff and people like that were involved as well like it was an active choice that was happening with multiple people. So it's almost, it's almost worse in my mind than steroids. Cause that's if Alex Rodriguez took steroids, which he did Alex Rodriguez took steroids and got caught two or three times. That was his decision. Maybe like his personal trainer, stuff like that. The Astros do this for a year or more. That is multiple people setting up a system in order to get a, an outside advantage. And then everyone the would, must have at least known about it or been in on it. And no one said anything until a couple years later. And the guy who actually brought it up, uh, Mike Fires, pitched on a different team when he brought it up. He pitched for a different a team that was actually a division rival of the Astros. So Hmm. it took him getting out of that organization and then a couple years before he actually came forward and said anything. Good Lord. It's it's wild, dude. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, in sports in general, I mean, this, you know, cheating or doping or however that is, is a pretty widespread issue. I mean, there's deflate gate, um, you know, football drug use a years back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly not the a Russian thing the doping past. scandal um, from the, from the <laughs> where the Russian Russian state had sponsored and essentially sanctioned Correct. their doping program in 2016. Yeah. Well, beautiful. See, they understand how sports should be done, but <laughs> no, um, I mean that, that's no, I mean that's kind of an interesting conversation though that I think we could probably be having right now. Is does it matter? <laughs> like, so awesome, I don't know. You're more in the sports world than we are. Um, this doesn't matter. Obviously, we're extremely pro drugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, what what is your stance on doping? Like, aside from the obvious, oh, it's wrong. But why? Why is it wrong? And why should we not allow doping in sports? I mean, at a certain point, the the mm-hmm. rules. Someone made up a rule, and everyone agreed upon it. And then everyone decided, okay, that is a good rule and we should follow that rule. And in sports, mm-hmm. 
it's all it's a, literally a game that is made up of a bunch of made up rules that you can do this but you can't do that like when someone hits a ball they run they run counterclockwise around the bases if you run clockwise you will be out that that will happen and so at a certain point when they say you cannot use this 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 and this outside um support mm -hmm. during the game because if we said everyone can do it it's going to be a pandora's box of of just everyone's going to get on steroids and everyone there's going to be a crazy like advancement in like steroids specifically because then there's a market for it if everyone's doing it then it's like okay let's get the best steroids so i think is that a bad thing though <laughs> i i'm I, curious I like is that a bad yes, thing because i think because of capitalism and american sports and hey, we always find exactly. a way to bring that up because yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> these sports teams are running a business. And so they want to be as successful as possible, sell as many tickets as possible, sell as much merchandise as possible. So if, right. if it was going to be a thing where say steroids and other performance enhancing drugs were legal and, and even encouraged, it would certainly happen that different companies would keep coming up with new drugs and different players would be more and more willing to take riskier and less tested drugs and people would end up getting hurt. Mm. That would almost certainly happen. Well, and even to confirm that, you know, tying it back to the juice balls. Um, I like how you guys can't even no. say it. <laughs> children <laughs> there is no doubt that the balls are smaller and harder but um but with the juice balls if the mlb is in fact juicing balls to boost ratings yeah to your point if if drugs were an option hell yeah we'd be we'd be doing our our old scandinavian berserkers and pumping them up with everything that we legally yeah. can which I'm would really, be a cool spectator sport, is yeah. I mean, to an extent, <laughs> if, if you if you completely eliminate like morality and you're just like only in it for watching super jacked mega athletes well, hit baseball super. But hear me out. Hear me out. Like you know, morality. I don't think is really impacted because they're rich. I mean, they're rich, but then that's <laughs> like they would also like <laughs> they might also die at twenty seven. But <laughs> yeah, so I want yeah because like I want my, I want, What's the issue? I want my baseball like professional wrestling where it's like scripted. They'll fucking break a bat <laughs> over the ref's head. Like. <laughs> But no, I mean, if you eliminate morality altogether and you actively support dudes getting as jacked as possible, that sounds super dope. But also, I really yeah, it's like, like the monster truck. I really hey, like it. I like what you did there with. Oh yeah, hey, that was not that wasn't on purpose. But hey, but at the same time, I really like the fact that Hank Aaron is still alive at like eighty-seven because he's the best Atlanta Braves player ever. Yeah. And I like that. But we don't necessarily know that they die. 
it's like football. <laughs> it's like football or professional wrestling. Actually, though, like, let, let's take football as as an example here. So people are majorly fucking themselves up yes. playing football. Professional football players are dying early. They're getting horrible, horrible repercussions for being in the sport from all the concussions and and that. And I, I would argue that this is compar- exactly comparable to what we're discussing as the morality issue in baseball. Um with or in general with with doping so you know why why is it okay that we do this in football but not okay that we pump baseball players with a cocktail of drugs i do think there is a difference because like when football was invented and i know this because i wrote a paper on it recently for my master's program but when football was invented you just had to bring that in yeah i did um (laughs) <laughs> this, is you, this is you bragging about having two majors on the show like twice now, so. <laughs> But yeah, when football was invented, there were yeah. hundreds of young men that were dying. It was being played exclusively at the college level, and mm-hmm. men were dying because there were literally no safety precautions. They were not wearing any pads. They weren't wearing helmets. And like 19 and 20 year olds were just snapping spinal cords left and right and dying. And so the, a bunch of different schools, including Harvard were like, okay, we're done with football forever. We're no longer playing football. It's not going to happen. And then Teddy Roosevelt, the president of the United States stepped in and was like, here's the thing, guys, the kids may be dying. But I really like watching football. So not a bunch <laughs> okay. of college professors or not, not professors, but college like presidents together and said, you're going to have to make the sport safer or else people are not going to be supportive of it. And then some of them were like, screw you, dude. We like our football as lethal as possible. And but most of them were like, yeah. Yeah, right. you're right. And so they did take steps. But like, whereas on the other hand, so like football inherently involves a massive amount of hard contact with other human beings. Where on the other hand, yeah. baseball doesn't. And so outside of the sport, pumping someone could. full of drugs, I think is a little different than saying, well, this sport that is literally based around hitting each other we need to protect your head but i mean but i mean the end result is all the same it's for our entertainment right and so when we're talking about baseball and we're talking about well the the ratings are lower and so we need to do something to fix that so we're going to juice the balls i I, Um, I mean i think like that's true but i also think that's there's also a kind of a difference between the and again this is me talking is not a sports guy but like what the fans of each sport really want because I think people do watch football with the intent of like, yeah, I want to watch these, you know, big ass dudes like crash into each other. And that's kind of like part of the novelty to it as sure. like, as, as Austin has been quick to point out throughout this episode, a lot of baseball fandom is like being a nerd and it's about mm-hmm. the stats and it's about like what humans are like capable of doing under distress or under like tense situations um, and so doping does seem to kind of fuck with that because it's like, it's not really what, I don't know, what a 
natural human could train themselves to do. It's what a, a human with a shit ton of steroids can yeah, do. Yeah, and I think that's what some people would argue. And I mean, the baseball community is super duper split on whether or not Barry Bonds, who statistically should is, is basically the best hitter on the planet. They're super split on whether or not he should get into the Hall of Fame. Most like new age uh, fans that I that, like that I sh- I am a part of this group think that he he should get in. It isn't you know he yeah he did that, but also come on, I mean he's the best and it's history. However, I am a minority among that group, and I don't think he should get in for basically the reason that Josiah just said. I mean, the the Hall of Fame is has to this up to this point basically been what a human can do. Then now, if he if he and guys like Clemens and stuff like that do get in, it's it's I think it's tainted in a way. I I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like I said, mine is an opinion that is more akin to the old style fans and the older generation. And so I, I am a minority amongst my friends and stuff like that in thinking this, but I, I personally, whenever I do like my um, fan ballot for the hall of fame, I pretty much always leave bonds, Clemens, guys like that off my ballot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, my only follow-up to that would be, and I don't, I don't know the stats specifically for baseball, but you know, world athletics, the estimate is 44% of athletes and potentially up to 80% have doped or currently dope it or have doped at some point in their career or are still currently doping. And so, you know, then we run into the issue of, is it just the ones who have, like, I, I agree, ideally in, in, in the, the way that it should be yes we would it would be a competition between what humans can achieve but i don't know that that's that's just the reality yeah i that that statistic is super interesting i'm actually curious to read that paper but well, I'd be interested to know what it is specifically for baseball. If it's higher, you should, or lower you should uh, shoot it. Yeah, I, yeah it. I would imagine it's lower just because baseball had, like, in the '90s and 2000s, it's, it had its like huge steroid scandal, and like everyone was like, it was very, very public, and it was a national national news for like a decade, and since then. Um, Major League Baseball has made a big deal out of really cracking down on that. Like, if you get caught once, you're suspended for half the season. If you get caught twice, you're suspended for a full season. If you're caught three times, you are not allowed to play Major League Baseball ever again. So, okay, I got I got kind of a yeah. weird question. Um, so it, I'll do the rabbit trail like <laughs> here. Um, Originally, I was going to make a joke that we should have two separate baseballs, one where there's just doped up steroids people and then one for like the nerds that want the stats. Um, But then I was thinking about the legality of that. And so I was like Googling the steroid, you know, steroid legality and like how you get hold of steroids. Like, and I I mean, so basically, obviously, it's like an illegal purchase. How, How are the steroid scandals like happening? in the first place like is it just that a doctor's letting them have it or is it like 
um, at a black market or, or what's going on? Do you, um, do you know? I'm not super familiar with it because like I said, a lot of that was going on in like the mid nineties to the mid two thousands when I was like a yeah. child. And, <laughs> but um, from what I understand, there were different clinics um, with the biogenesis clinic being the most famous that would oh, illegally right. provide um, these uh, performance enhancing drugs to players. And I believe like the clinics themselves did face pretty harsh legal action by, by like okay. the government. I think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that. I'm not positive by any means. So, yeah. So I guess my, my roid uh, like baseball <laughs> with steroids would require like state action to be allowed. I think so. Probably. I think that's the case. <laughs> well, you know, if, uh, if very legal, very cool wants to get into political lobbying, which we do, <laughs> I found the perfect platform for us. <laughs> baseball needs more drugs. <laughs> I think so. I mean, at this point, we might as well just bring in like U.S. gladiators or something. So, <laughs> did uh, Jared? Didn't you want to talk about the biogenesis scandal, or am I wrong? Yeah, I had that on my list of. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's naturally right? coming up right now. So I know well it's crazy. Uh, it's wild how topics about the topic we're talking about come up while we're talking about it. Is it? That is amazing. That's really <laughs> Turns out these things are connected. It's incredible. <laughs> I will say though, uh, Ryan Braun of the Milwaukee Brewers was uh, was part of the biogenesis scandal, and I have very fond memories of at uh, Austin's bachelor party, looking at his sweet ass. <laughs> but <laughs> was a thing, yeah. We, we we went to a Brewers game, and he plays for the Brewers. And he was yeah. the one closest to us. Yes, we were sitting us. in right field, in the right field bleachers, and he plays right field for the Milwaukee Brewers. So, yes, that is uh, um, that. All of my friends who uh, like I'm, didn't I'm, care about baseball were just like looking up random facts about Ryan Braun and stuff like that. And they, yeah. Well, and you know, related I, to the podcast, it was me and Seth Powers. He's gotten. Oh man, that that's a pretty okay ass. Sorry, I had to Google <laughs> it. Let's, it is. It is uh, widely. We'll put a we'll put a copy of his ass in the show. It is notes. widely believed among <laughs> most baseball fans, uh, namely uh, heterosexual female baseball fans, that oh my um, God. baseball pants are a big draw to the game itself, and because of the muscles needed to play baseball, there's a lot of leg lifting in both swinging a bat mm. and pitching most professional baseball players have impressive asses i believe it i mean i'm looking we went from biogenesis to yeah they got them nice ass <laughs> i think that's a good picture too over right <laughs> sharing can we start like a just ryan braun <laughs> pornographic feed I on, our, on our Twitter. I'm going to start doing Ryan Braun deep fakes. I do not think <laughs> he would appreciate that. If I, I want to say he's pretty religious. <laughs> oh. This is probably not great. Probably not. 
That's okay. I'm kind of religious too. <laughs> I was pretty religious until I saw that ass. <laughs> oh no. No, biogenesis though. What's going on with that? <laughs> so yeah. Um in 2013, um there there was a uh release of this scandal. Basically, um this so this was in 2013. Basically, it was after um most of the like steroid stuff was out of baseball news. We kind of assumed most of that was in the past. We had moved on from it and we were we were past that point. But it came out that this was another thing, another uh, clinic that was selling performance enhancing drugs. And not only that, but with it, they had raided the clinic and were given a list of players that they had sold to. Um, guys that were included on there were guys like Ryan Braun, Nelson Cruz, and probably the most famous name was Alex Rodriguez. Um, is now engaged to Jennifer Lopez. So there you go. But um it was a it was a big deal because we got a list of a bunch of guys that were a lot of people wouldn't have expected them. Like Francisco Cervelli, you is not like super good. He's not like hitting tons of home runs and stuff like that. Because what we have learned with a lot of different performance enhancing drugs like Metabolic steroids will make you jacked. Other performance enhancing drugs, more often than not, will help you stay healthy and not get injured. Like, there's a guy, um, D. Gordon. He is about, I don't know, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe like 160 sopping wet. And he, I think he might have like 10 home runs in his eight-year baseball career okay but he would he was caught with performance enhancing drugs and he was suspended for it um and afterwards since since he got caught he has dealt with a lot of injuries and so that's kind of been what we've determined is a lot of this is guys that are aging and starting to deal with more um starting to deal with more injuries and stuff like that will take these in order to stay on the field Ah, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. That is yeah. depressing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> on that point, it's, it's like they, they just want to maintain their career. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's, they just want to like maintain their career and stay in the limelight for another few years, but it they're and they're willing to break essentially break the law of their job to do that, which mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to note too that the you know biogenesis of America one thing that they specialize in was rejuvenation or extending the human life lifespan. Yep. Man. So way back in the old days of very legal, very cool before we like actually got on here, we were going to do an episode on um, transhumanism and stuff. And that, uh, I think we still should. I think we we could still should. Right. Yeah. It would be interesting to talk about them. uh, Talk about the biogenesis thing in connection to that. But Mm -hmm. When we bring Austin back on the show. Yeah. Do you want to talk about transhumanism? <laughs> you know, I would have to do, I would have to do at least a half an hour of research before That's, I speak on it. We, uh, we have a there. podcast for you, man, if you want to do a half an hour. 
By the way, I have finished my champagne of beers, Miller High Life, and I've now moved on to the champagne of water, which is water. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. I've I've moved on uh, to uh, from mango to I did a blackberry lime, and now I'm on tropical lime. So I've moved Again, on from I the top of a shock way. top towards the bottom of a shock top. <laughs> I drink way too fast. I've learned that. And all of our listeners are so glad that we gave them an update on our beverages. <laughs> yes. I suppose we should probably start wrapping up here. Yeah, I think that we've uh, we've hit our natural conclusion because, you know, our wrap-up is still like another 40 minutes. So. Well, yeah, by wrap-up, I mean, yeah. yeah, talk for another 20 minutes about Twitter or something. But yeah. Right, sure. right. <laughs> Do you guys have any just general questions about baseball that I might be able to clear up for Jared, you? Jared, give that a shot. Frankly, I do not care about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so no. No, I don't. Well, well, okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll do a nice, wholesome question. Why do you like baseball? Why do you like baseball? What, what's appealing? Um, what's, what's appealing? Baseball is actually the only sport that I follow. I couldn't, I, I know almost nothing about football or soccer, basketball, hockey, whatever. But I follow baseball religiously. Um, and I'm not sure what it was that got me into it. I didn't get into it until I was like 13, 14 years old. My dad is a huge baseball fan. And um, so I, that's the reason I'm an Atlanta Braves fan is because he was. And um, so I, I think a lot of it initially was, um, you know, hanging out with my dad and what he wanted to do yeah. in the evenings when he was home was watch baseball. And so I would watch it with him. And, and then from there, I think it, I really did enjoy getting into the, the way that you can predict what might happen because baseball has such a ridiculous amount of randomness to it. However, all sports do. And baseball is the one where there is the most data available to attempt to sift through that randomness. So I think it's just, I think there's a natural tendency for someone who wants to try to make sense of the chaos of the earth to move towards something like baseball and and specifically fantasy baseball, where your goal is to uh, figure out which players are going to be better than other ones in order to put together the best team and beat all your friends. Like if there's something so satisfying about taking something that is ridiculously random and saying, I was able to figure out, who was going to be good a year before they? That were. was like that's like that's chillingly good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it makes me want to get into it. Baseball guys, yeah. it's the the games take four hours and they're super boring. However, <laughs> if you look at it on a grand scale, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, for sure. I feel like you you picked up every skill you need to excel on the stock market. Oh yeah. Um, there's, there is, you would be surprised at the number of, um, parallels between specifically fantasy baseball and stock markets. I would not be surprised. It sounds like a one-to-one kind of connection. There are so many connections. We like, we, and one thing in base in fantasy that we do specifically is we talk about a player's stock going up, Mm -hmm. going down there, there are. Uh, busts and breakouts and sleepers and things like that. So, and recently, 
there has been a push to stop using terms like the stock of this guy and stuff like that. And we're trying to, we're trying to think of players less as, you know, <laughs> things that you can own. Yeah. Um, Cause it, the natural, the natural, like vernacular of fantasy baseball is I own Mike Trout or I own Ryan Braun. Uh, they're on my team and I traded them for this guy and stuff like that. And we're trying to get away from, that we're trying to say i i drafted and i rostered mm -hmm. and stuff like that that makes actually sense. treat players like human beings which is a thing that bizarre i don't get I, it. I think the i think the connection between like like well stocks but i was going to say even politics and in, in baseball mm -hmm. is kind of interesting because like isn't that like how 538 got their start originally before they became the people that annoy me about yes. politics yeah <laughs> and i mean if even there's a lot of politics involved in baseball. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, the, Chicago, the Chicago Cubs are owned by the Ricketts family who are one of the biggest financial supporters of Donald Trump. I, I want to um, put a pin in this. Cause I think if we bring you back, that would be a, another good Venn diagram yeah. overlap topic. I, yeah. I think that would be a good one. Oh boy. Yeah. That's, that's a whole thing, especially mm. like, and I, I don't know the last thing I say about it, but like the, the, even Recently, it's been a really good example because they're with the COVID nineteen delay of the, mm. of the baseball season. There was so much back and forth between the players' union and the owners, mm. not the not like the managers or the general managers, the owners of the thirty teams, yeah. and figuring out what was going to be the season because the owners are the ones that make a lot of the decisions. So they're like. 30 people or 30 groups that own each team mm. and they have so much power but yeah. every like every like seven years or something they have to sit down and um come to an agreement with the players union and the baseball mlb players union is one of the strongest if not the strongest in professional oh, sports yeah. so it's the politics of baseball are intriguing but it's a whole other conversation oh, like you sure. said yeah, I, I, I think I'd that would be a very interesting episode I, I think yeah, I'm going to slightly say this I'll probably edit this out because I'm just um, spitballing here but I think would be a weird combination is if I could drag my cousin on here on the same episode um, he gets asked on two wrestling podcasts all the time um, and everybody's like, oh my God, you have such an interesting perspective. And he's always like, I'm a dumbass, but what he just does is the same talking point, which is that wrestlers need uh, unions because there's huh. no, no wrestlers, like no, no, yeah, nobody's supporting that idea right now. <laughs> yeah, wrestlers really, really need a yeah. union. If you guys haven't seen the uh, last week tonight w with John Oliver on the uh, WWE, it's worth a watch. Oh, cool. Check that out. Um, let's see. Let, let's wow. let, let's move on to the next section of the show and and yeah. uh, put the, put the main body of it to bed. And Austin, we would like you to do our Patreon ads. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <clears throat> let me uh, let me real quick. Let me pull up your Patreon, <laughs> which I I uh, I don't support financially, um, mostly because. So you're a graduate a student, yeah. If I did have money, this is absolutely the bullshit I would <laughs> I'm also like shocked by the way I just clicked to my Twitter tab without thinking, and the first tweet that came up was somebody saying graduate students need unions. 
<laughs> which is like oh, wow. amazing. <laughs> That's top that like amazing. Yeah. All right, here we go. So. <clears throat> All right, everyone, you know what you want. You want more of this mediocre content in your life. So if you want more of this content, you need to support it with your wallet. If you go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash very legal, very cool, you will be able to support this podcast for $3 a month. These two jokers over here will talk shit about you on Twitter. They'll spread some nasty rumors. It will be gross. For $5 a month, they are kicking that up a notch. They are going to make sure that they send at least a couple of those to your place of employment. And for $10 a month, guess what? Not only are they going to talk shit about you and your horrible taste in podcasts, they're, you're probably going to end up on the podcast. They'll at least talk about you specifically, and they're going to send you a book. Oh my God. <laughs> they're going to gonna send you a book. So if you want to support the podcast, the, the one that actually gives them the most money in, in the turnaround is the $5 because they don't have to purchase a book. Yeah, I actually had to purchase a book today. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> also, if any of you out there um, who are listening to this are actually baseball fans, mm. may I recommend you check out pitcherlist.com. Uh, we have some of the best uh, baseball and fantasy baseball content on the web. We got a few different podcasts we do, um, and it's it's a lot of good stuff we also have a patreon but hey go check us out before i ask you to give us money believe it or not i obviously i'm not a baseball fan but i do follow the pitcher list and i've been following them for probably about a year now um nice. on social media i've listened to a few of their podcasts mostly to to support my good buddy austin actually i don't think i've i've let you know that i've been listening in but uh, but but it is it is very high quality content. I don't understand much of it, but I assume that those of you who do will get quite a bit out of it. And so this is the infi- the official very legal, very cool endorsement of the pitcher list. Oh yeah. Uh, random, th- uh, like one quick thing because last time I said I would buy a book and it was related to Roswell, so I suppose it has to be on brand. Do you happen to have a book recommendation that I'm forced to buy someone if they do the ten dollar tier? Yeah, for like for for baseball. I, I mean, yeah, um, I can if you want. I can find one. I, I don't off the top of my head, but I will. I'll, I will find one. And I will okay. send you. A I was link. just gonna Google baseball book. <laughs> <laughs> we will print off the Wikipedia page on baseball and mail it to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You should, you should just you should just purchase. Uh, a used copy, a used VHS copy of the baseball documentary. Hell yeah. Uh, I found a Magic Treehouse book about Jackie Robinson. Does that does that work? Or? Let's do that one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I own the uh, Jackie Robinson um, biography. It's really, really good. Hell yeah. That probably is more than five dollars. I wouldn't recommend that one for you. Uh, let's see what what are the last segments we do again? I have to read a Twitter. Well, no, thing. we've got a very important section. Oh shit! That, What's that? that reads, you know, 
that obviously comes after this. We've got a couple of people to talk shit about. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So we've, we've got three Patreons. The, the show is actually profitable. Like we are making one dollar every like. The concept of that is ridiculously stupid and adds so much. When you consider the hosting cost and the domain cost, and if you don't consider the value of our time, because it's, you know, but we are a profitable business. I, my, my original bit for this episode was I was going to be like, hey, Jared, could you read us the Patreon subscribers? And then he would be silent for a second and then we'd move on. But we actually have three people. <laughs> so there's there's one person we cannot talk shit about, and that is Seth Powers, because he's only donating three dollars a month. But uh, Josiah, I think uh, we'll we'll let you lead in, and then Austin, you and I will just we'll just jump in and, yeah. and really tear into them. Well, I mean, it's about this is all about libel, so you can make up shit if you want. But I, I will say, uh, Jeff Van Dusen uh, did work on the Joe Biden campaign briefly last summer, so that's pretty funny. Um, so, like, was he a ventriloquist beforehand, or? <laughs> Just like weekend at Bernie's with like with Biden's corpse. Yeah. Um, so there's that Ross Dixon. Um, I don't know. He does a lot of poppers like the drug. I don't know. So there's your material. guys. I, I am. I am trying to find these guys on Twitter so I can look at something about their Twitter. I, I, and like, I can send you guys. I can send you their, their Twitter real quick. Let me find them. All right. Well, first things first here with Jeff. You spelled your name dumb, or at least your parents did. Your parents did anyway, and that makes your parents dumb. So, Jeff, your mom and dad are stupid. Um, second thing with Jeff here, your uh, cover photo is of, it appears to be what I assume is you on the hood of a yellow Mustang with the waterfall in the background. Um I don't like that. <laughs> I, it's not it, it's not inherently bad, but I don't like it. I want to say um Ross, you know, on on your Twitter, your your linked website, you're a coward because you did not have the courage to actually buy c.um and make a website <laughs> on the cum domain. And you've done the entire internet a disservice by... Wait, wait, what? Does, by does the link... Wait, guys, how much How much does it cost to, to buy that domain? Because you guys are a profitable oh, business yeah. now. And you're, That's you true. We've got We're nothing about to buy cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, second thing I would say about ross here is that god damn it somebody already owns come you who owns it but's doing nothing with it that makes me mad sorry right that that makes me mad what was the second thing you were gonna say second thing i was gonna say is that you have spawned a uh a plan to purchase a website and that in and of itself is never a good thing (laughs) i'll have you know we did purchase very legal, very dot cool. Yeah, I was actually I was on a call with Ross earlier and he was a big fan of that. So thank you. The dot cool makes it better. It, it right? really is. Also, it cost us fourteen dollars. Look at that. I was not at all surprised to see that your website looked 
super quality because I assume Jared, Jared yeah, made. I'm not doing anything yeah, I, I, paid, this. I paid money for a pre-built website. I'm to be to be really? very clear, I am a professional web design designer and web developer. And I, I yeah, I, I just this, spent some money. Pre-built? This came pre-built. This, this is, so let's move on to talking shit about Jared, <laughs> uh, who is just garbage. <laughs> hold up, hold up. I do not donate to this podcast. And therefore <laughs> Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> just cut that out. It's all good. <laughs> We've got people that we really need to talk shit about. We are like, we are financially and legally obligated to talk shit about these people. Yeah. I mean, and I'm fine if we do a little bit because we have to do it for the rest of the month. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I did have to buy a copy of the, uh, the Roswell incident for Ross. Jeff has not listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> he, so he is blindly supporting yes, you guys. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, like I'll just say if he can afford the Mustang in that cover photo, that's why he can support us without listening. I, I will also say, based on that, Ross is not very good. Or was that Jeff? You said is is not listened. Okay, that means that means that Jeff is does not make very wise financial decisions. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what that simply says about him. <laughs> yeah, and really anyone that financially supports them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's true. <laughs> that's a. I know. Okay, Jared, this is a legit thing I needed to bring up. We'll probably have to change the rewards at some point, because if we do get enough of a following, this will be completely unsustainable. It'll be like 40 minutes of us having to go through everybody. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll change it when the time comes. We need, we need to tackle this book thing first. <laughs> I know, I gotta... Well, Because I was gonna kill it now, but Austin threw it in again, so now I'm stuck yeah, buying a it. fucking... To be fair, we do not claim that we will buy you a book on the Patreon. No, but... Patreon. So anybody that we do it for, it's a favor. It's a favor. It's a... And as our de facto accountant, one that I am not supporting. The only reason I haven't had to start scrolling out a bunch of fake Dead Sea Scrolls is because Jeff hasn't listened <laughs> to the podcast yet. <laughs> but uh, let's be real. We are still overstocked on Dead Sea Scrolls. We have Dead we have Sea Scrolls. so many out of Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> I am in their office. I was really like I had I had listened and I heard them mention that there were so many Dead Sea Scrolls. It was shocking. You walk in and there's just there's just an inordinate amount of Dead Sea Scrolls. It was not something that I was prepared for. However, it did bring a smile to my face. We are not understating the amount, the sheer Mass <laughs> number we have sitting around in our studio space. It 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 makes it hard to walk around because this studio space is not large, and there are many Dead Sea Scrolls piled in the corner to the point where there is actually few fewer square feet available to like move around in this room. Yeah, our space is not large, but it is a U-Haul container. <laughs> in theory plenty of room for dead sea scrolls <laughs> but when you add dead sea scrolls on top of three white men talking about dead sea scrolls it, there's less room right well it's like the generator to run all the podcast it's a mess it's a I, real mess i'm really liking the idea of the people here just to listen for to just to listen to austin trying to make sense of this bit right now <laughs> 
<laughs> Go listen Bold to our first episode. Anybody, Bold assumption that anybody from from Austin's crew has made it this far. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they they tapped out a while ago. <laughs> exactly. One thing that I really hate about Craig is he does not give us like a running. Uh, yeah, I have, to, like I have to do math based off of when I said join to him. Uh, but I would say if we start at seven, which is what we usually do, if we start, if we end before nine, we're in, we're in good, you know, we're in, we're in good yeah. condition. I can edit that pretty easily. So yeah, we're at like, we're at a good hour and a half, right? Yeah. Now, I think. So we could do our last few bits. There's a quick one that I think we'll probably get rid of as a bit, but you know, mm-hmm. which is me reading something from Twitter. <laughs> uh, so here's my choice for today which is uh, K.W. Miller for Congress, who is running for Congress in Florida, District 18, wrote on Twitter, Last month, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez worked with K-pop agents via the app TikTok to sabotage the president's rally. K-pop is foreign propaganda. Why was AOC conspiring with Koreans such as Jungkook and BTS, parentheses, big-time socialists, to undermine our president? TikTok is Chinese owned. Jim Kong Un or yeah, Kim Jong Un new question mark. That's my favorite tweet this week. I love K-pop agents. I really like thinking BTS stands for big time socialism. <laughs> <laughs> That's my same. Could, could I, as a guest, also read a tweet? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, go for it. So this is from uh, Denny's Diner. <laughs> If you if you aren't following Denny's Diner on uh, on Twitter, you're doing yourself a disservice. Their their Twitter is amazing, uh, and it's it's very topical because um, it's about baseball. And so uh, the the tweet goes: Umpire, hey batter, batter, hey batter, 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 hey batter, uncooked pancake. Hello, I heard you the first time. <laughs> incredible, incredible work. Uh, do uh, we have any other things that we do? Uh, Plugs. Uh, you got plug yeah, plugs. Oh, right. Yeah. Shit. Forgot about that one again. I'll go last. I can go first. Yeah. Um, I want to plug a uh, a folk artist, one of my favorites, uh, John Craigie, C-R-A-I-G-I-E. Um, I was telling these guys, he's got a song called Do Yourself a Favor, Don't Go Looking at the Pictures on My Phone. Um, mm. all, all about what you might find if you scroll through pictures on someone's phone. Um, He's really great. I've seen him in concert and uh, he's a super cool guy as well. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out his stuff. Um, also, I've been watching this show recently. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. It's called Attack on Titan. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the super like uh, just really, really small production um, that not many people have really heard about. <laughs> No, I, I have oh, wow. actually been watching Titan. I've watched, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get into anime. Yeah. And that has been what I've been watching. That's oh, the first com- time I've heard that Completely sentence. unrelated to this, my dad is becoming a weeb. <laughs> uh, and by, that, by that, I mean it's just two. He's just, and one of them is, not, is very American, so I get it. But he's just watching One Punch Man and, um, uh, fuck, the obvious one, uh, Avatar. And I think that's just very funny. I never expected that to happen. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I got to do some plugs. Um, Music-wise, I mean, this isn't... I, I thought of it because of folk artists, but this album is less folk than their old stuff. 
But uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad slash AJJ released an album this year called Good Luck Everybody. It's very good. And I have replayed the song Mega Guillotine 2020 many times when thinking about politics lately. Um, And I've also plugged the podcast Five to Four, which is uh, if you are actually wanting a legal podcast about law, very good. They go through and and talk about how the Supreme Court sucks. And they go through like a Supreme Court uh, decision every week and it's very funny if you're kind of into politics so my one question with that one is are they they may be based around like talking about the law however are they within their legal rights to produce that uh y- you know because they're not our Even podcast because we're the only one but yeah that's, that's they, what they, I figured, they have gotten yeah. in trouble on Twitter a few times from people trying to cancel them because uh, no. <laughs> uh, Rhiannon, who's actually the only member who follows me on Twitter, uh, made a comment after someone mentioned Scalia's death and said, uh, you know, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's pretty funny <laughs> if you're already kind of into that stuff. But yeah. All right, Jerry. Um, I would like to plug the band Peach Pit, specifically the song Ooh. Already Aphrodite. I've been listening yeah. to them quite a bit lately. Huge fan. Love Peach Pit. Um, that's really all I've got to say about them. Hell it's yeah. a good, like, kind of chill indie rock kind of deal. I, I only know what's the shampoo song. That's the only one I yeah, know. That one's good. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the song. I think it's called Shampoo Bottle. Yeah. It's got shampoo in it. That's a fact. That's for sure. But um, then the other thing I'd like to plug is the Netflix movie, I guess, uh, Have a Good Trip. It's about a bunch of different celebrities and their experiences with psychedelics. It's really interesting, really funny. Ben Stiller, Stiller talks about the one time he did acid and how much it sucked. <laughs> and uh, found out how many psychedelics Carrie Fisher did. Good Lord. So... I have heard that was actually quite good. It's very, I, I might have 100% it. it's, it's very good. Um, yeah, that in conjunction with the, uh, the other show I plugged a bit back on the first episode, the midnight gospel. Mm. Um, clearly I've been very interested in shows about drugs lately. So. <laughs> Always good. <laughs> Always good. All right. Are we good to go guys? I think this is it. I think we did it. Thank you for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool podcast about fantasy baseball and the people like Austin Bristow II who fantasize about it. Hell yeah. Thanks, Austin, for the show. We really appreciate it. It's great getting a real podcaster. For sure. I, I would say thank you for having me, but that's not the spirit of this. <laughs> oh, safe on yeah, you guys. I'm out. Uh, yeah, uh, the music is a garage band loop I found. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Be Legal, Be Cool Pod. And that's it. We did it, guys. Good work, team. Hell yeah, Ta-da. brothers. Jared's clearly fucking Googling. <laughs> <laughs>